Wait a minute, this is a golden opportunity right now. Make sure never to use this mic now. Hi, this is Mike Russo, the Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast, episode 42. I don't know, it's either 41 or 42. Um, My guest this week is uh, Mark Brocker returning. He was on the Grey Light Ghost episode. It was also the title of the science fiction novella that he wrote, which you can find at greylightghost.wordpress.com. That's grey, spelled with an E. Also, you can see some of his... uh, uh, poetry works on there, maybe some other short stories or whatever. He's got a bunch of stuff on there, so go check it out. Greylightghost.wordpress.com. Is that still the name of the website? It's actually just it's actually just uh, com now. Okay, greylightghost.com with uh, an E. You go check, and you can get all the stuff there? You can get the story, the, the poetry, and everything? Yeah, everything's there. Um, it's, um, right now, it's just, uh, it's the story and then maybe a couple of pieces of microfiction. Microfiction is kind of like uh, less than like 200 words or less, kind of like a paragraph, very powerful paragraph. And then uh, there's a couple of poems on there, and I'm working on some some news stories, some really interesting stuff that uh, it's actually having some problems with it because it's kind of like so... The, the whole idea of the story is like it's so beyond words that it's really hard to put together. So uh, how do you how do you like how do you come up with a story? How do you write something that's beyond words? How do you how does it materialize mentally? That's that's the hard part. So based, I'll give a quick intro about what exactly it is. Um, in uh, in college, I uh, I minored in uh, Eastern religions, and I always thought that uh, Buddhism was a really interesting thing. You know, the whole concept behind Buddhism is that you know. To find enlightenment, enlightenment, you know, being one with everything, and you know, it's blissful, and it's just beyond the human experience. What I'm writing, you know, and at least the uh, the in 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 antiquity, the real thing is that what the Buddha did was, you know, he kind of like got rid of his, you know, himself, his ego, and he became one with the universe, and being one with the universe, or finding out exactly what the meaning of the universe is it's supposed to be a blissful experience my story is that there's this monk in the future i i kind of add sci-fi twist is just my thing it's a sci-fi thing what i say is that he found enlightenment but what he found maybe wasn't so nice the meaning of life the the underlying theme of the entire universe maybe it wasn't really what the real buddha said maybe it was a darker experience you now did they find this <clears throat> they they go to this other place is it through meditation through stillness this meditation involved um you know it's uh 
again, because uh, he's trying to take, you know, in, like an out of out of existence experience, and he's trying to put it into words. I mean, you know, even in uh, I believe it's Taoism, they it says straight up uh, the the Tao that have, that is spoken of is not the true Tao, which basically means the Tao that I'm telling you about is not the true Tao because it's so beyond my words. And that's what I like about the Eastern religions is that, you know, with the Western religions, you know, say... You we know, know everything. Like, yeah. everything is, is, is here for us. Like, it's like almost we can touch it, we can feel it, it's there. We run everything. Like, it, we're, we're the rulers of the world, of the universe. That's the thing about the Western religions. It's like, this is this, this is this, this is this. And anything that you, we can understand is God's will. The thing about, uh, the thing I like about Buddhism is that um, some people don't even describe it as a religion because... You know, even the Buddhist said, I'm just a man. I'm not a god. I'm not special. I'm just a man. And, uh, you know, he, uh, it, it, they've been called, they, they've said that Buddhism is a, is a rational moralism. It's about being rational. It's about being moral, moral. So you can buy that. And he tried, you know, he breaks down things very simply, you know. But um, for a layman's person, you know, he breaks things down very simple. But, uh, you know, but when it comes to like you know the essence of everything, it's beyond words. And I believe, obviously, you know, if you're gonna to get to the fabric of the universe, you know, you can't really understand it because you're limited, you know, humanly. Yeah, you can't wrap your uh, you can't uh, us as humans can't wrap our mind around the vastness of the universe and all that shit. But when this monk is 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 going to find the meaning of life through, you know, meditation or through like just ultimate stillness or whatever it is and he finds that it's not total bliss he finds that it may be the opposite is that is he finding his specific meaning or life or is he some kind of or is, is did he find some kind of conduit to the universal meaning of life and it's fucking doom i um like is he traveling just within himself or does he just get to another place which is beyond Fucking every, which is like everyone's consciousness is this is like the same. Well, that's um, in the story. It's about a uh, it's about a scientist who's supposed to try you know um, examine the case and examine the monk and things like that, and he's supposed to kind of figure it out. And he even even he says in the story he's like this this case brings up more questions than it answers because you know in in in. The real religion, you know, that's the thing. You're supposed to question things, you know. You're not limited to not, everything. Not Catholicism. No, exactly. Just follow the orders. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and, he's, and he talks about that. He talks about, you know, the idea of human beings understanding oneness is almost impossible because everything that we place a value on, we place an opposite. Or what we say is something, we base it on the opposite of something so like we can't just have one thing be one thing we have to give it an opposite so we can place values on thing with hot there's got to be cold up down north south, all that kind of stuff so my what i pose is that on the path to enlightenment did he go off on a on a fork or is it like a heaven and hell kind of a thing? Did he did the, the the Buddha of antiquity? Did he find heaven? But did this guy find hell? Or so it's like either there's 
two things going on, a dualism, or did this guy really find the meaning of everything and it's kind of a dark thing? So, I don't know. There's this, this and one... how does he tell people that? Because no one... No, how does he... Like, he's conscious. Like, he's not. He's back from wherever he went, from that mental state, right? Not or really. He, or is he like in, in, in like a fucking... I don't want to say vegetable, but, you know, in that... That it, state. Whatever. It's funny you mentioned that because I, I didn't even tell you. I haven't even mentioned this story about you and you got to exactly where he was. Yeah, yeah. Just from thinking about that. The story is called Catatonia. He's catatonic. That's the word I was looking for. That's pretty pretty clever of you to get that because I didn't tell you anything about this story. So you kind of... I'm very interested in this. By the way, this is pretty fucking awesome. Well, you got you got to you know the basic part of it pretty quickly. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, he's catatonic. And, you know... And... So the the Buddha, you know, of antiquity, he goes and he finds all this beautifulness and he comes and talks about it. This guy who goes and he finds that supposedly another meaning of life, a darker meaning of life, is catatonic. There's other things that goes on too, you know, but uh, I'll leave that to the rest of the story. But this, like I said, this one story, it raises more questions than it answers just because that's the nature of, you know... Buddhism and enlightenment and trying to find out all that stuff. I think I understand what you mean by you can't, you don't know how to write it because how can you, it's the unknown. Like how can you write for that really? It's really up to to your own fucking, you might have to go into your own fucking catatonic state to come back and fucking write some shit. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's, um, it's funny. You, You also, you mentioned that about going there and then coming back, uh, I can't remember what the name is. Um, there's a name in, uh, I think it might be called Bodhisattva. And basically, imagine that enlightenment, there's where you are now and then there's enlightenment. And there's a big wall in, in between them. A Bodhisattva is somebody who climbs the wall, sees enlightenment. He's on top of the, he's on top of the, uh, the wall and he's just about to go over. But he says, I'm going to help everybody else on this side. So a bodhisattva is somebody who's going to get to enlightenment, but he's sitting on top of the fence, and he's helping other people get there before he goes himself. It's like a fuck, like a medium. He's right in the middle. Something like that, yeah. But uh, So instead of passing into nirvana, he holds back just a little bit, and he helps other people. So that's... Uh, I actually should mention it in the story. It's a good idea. That's great, man. That's really fucking. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, you'll uh, you'll take some fucking. Uh, <laughs> what was that shit Michael Jackson was taking? That shit that fucking put you, put you in like a coma for like a day. Oh, I forget. I don't know. Maybe Let's... you'll take some of that shit and fucking you go off in some kind of fucking. Yeah. You'll become a temple pilot and fucking. <laughs> I could come back with some fucking enlightening ass shit. Maybe you'll come back and be like, yo. Start fucking buying weapons now, and because this shit is bleak out there. Propofol, by the way. That was it. Yeah. He. Uh, well, that's the. I. The, it's. I actually. Instead of saying things, you know, in other stories, you know, you kind of just get out your own emotions and you kind of say, "This is well, it's just me." Whether or not it's true, that's up to the reader. But you know, you kind of just give your own opinions. With this, I ask so many questions. Is this this way? Is this this way? I don't know. That's kind of the thing. This one raises more questions than it answers. You know, it's a theological kind of a thing. So I'm not obviously not going to pretend to know that I know everything. I'll, I kind of mention a little bit about, you know, 
a little bit about the religion, um, but I kind of pose these questions, you know, you know, is, you know, what does it mean to be one? Why can't we understand that? What's the dualism behind the world? And why are we as humans have to place, you know, uh, a value and a devalue on things? So it raises a lot of questions. So people don't like the story. I'm gonna, I can totally understand because it's not going to answer anybody's yeah, questions. Yeah, plus also if if this guy who uh, he's, who's uh, uh, into Buddhism, right, he's a, he's a monk, if he goes off searching for that blissfulness, the meaning of life or whatever, and he finds that it's a dark thing and it's real. It's real. That makes every other religion bullshit. Oh sure, yeah. It's uh, well then you know what every other every religion claims that every other religion is bullshit. So whether or not something is true, you have to obviously, you know, you'll never truly know, you know, unless you you taste all the religions, but you can't do that. And even if you did, then you wouldn't understand it. But um, I also posed that similar question in uh, in the story. Did the, the the Buddha of antiquity, did he find the real truth? Or did maybe what he saw, or what he had seen, was dark and he came back and he lied about it so people wouldn't be scared? You know, it's, uh, well, again, it's a lot of questions. Well, maybe it's not even a specific religious thing. Maybe if a Catholic guy who's into yoga and meditation, maybe he goes so fucking deep within himself, he can see that too. It doesn't necessarily have to be a religious thing. Maybe it's some kind of uh, uh, some kind of crazy, telepathically, everyone's fucking linked uh, uh, subconscious type of shit too. You know what I'm saying? Maybe someone else from a different religion who doesn't really practice that kind of stillness that they do, but maybe he's into that type of shit. He can go off into his fucking place. Maybe he sees the same shit too. I don't know. That's um, you know, that's that's also um another you know question like, can it, you know us as humans did the Buddha really? Sometimes I think did the Buddha really find the answer to everything by the practices that he did, or did he kind of just brainwash himself? You know, you can brainwash yourself. You know, so I mean, if you tell yourself something, or if you believe in something strong enough, you can brainwash yourself. You know, so that's easy. You can easily do that to yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, and it's it's just because um, it, like in Catholicism, you know, there's the heaven and then there's a the hell. So that's kind of linked a lot towards you know what uh, most human beings, or at least like I said, you know, the dualism between everything, the yin and yang and stuff like that. So. That's why, you know, there's just so much that we don't understand, you know, at least when this person, this monk, tries to go after the answer, you know, he comes, he doesn't really come back because, you know, how do you explain it? You know, is it the answer? Is it the answer you wanted? You don't really know, so. Now, let me ask you, where, where are you with religion anyway? Uh, man, I, uh, I guess like most people, uh. You, I got baptized and then I got my communion, and then my parents aren't really that religious at all. Yeah. So I, I never got my confirmation. So they kind of think they, by the time I got my, after I got my communion, they're like, no, nah, forget this. I remember everybody in, uh, I think it was middle, I guess during middle school, everybody went to go get their confirmation, and I was like the only kid left in class by myself, me and the Jewish kids. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I got, I had that confirmation shit too. I never had that stuff done, so... Uh. But, you know, when you're a kid, you're kind of like... 
you know, I don't want to say brainwash, but, you know, your parents' religion is your religion. But then when you become an adult, you start to question the answers and you start to figure shit out for yourself. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad for the people who just keep going on with the same shit. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to shit on religion. I'm not, I don't believe in anything, really. Mm -hmm. I'm not an atheist, but I don't really believe in anything. Yeah. But how can you believe in the God thing, really? It's Unless I can understand spiritual people, because that kind of resides within themselves a little bit. Right. But I can't buy the Bible. No, I. It's yeah. It's you know what it is. I I, I went to school for archaeology. That was my major. So for me, I wouldn't say that my religion is science, but I'm my my logic and uh, my ethical. And my moral stuff like that. A lot of it's based in science. Oh, logic more than anything. I mean, yeah. So I, uh, I mean, the, we, the scientists found out that the dinosaurs predate everything, and then the, the Catholics are like, "Okay, we'll just change the Bible. Jesus was with the dinosaurs." <laughs> well, <laughs> you, can't, I, you can't just do that. I've heard that some people say that uh, God put dinosaur bones there to challenge. I heard that. Yeah, it's that's funny stuff. That's I don't know. they'll do anything. There's always an answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's always an answer and there's I have for every answer they have, there's a question. I have a question for every answer. You know what I'm saying? I will ask them a question, same thing. They'll answer it that way. I'll have another question on top of that cuz there's just there's no logic at all. You know, that's you and the what well the thing that about logic is that that's kind of a lot where religion comes from where logic fails religion kind of comes in and says well it's god's will this that and the other thing you know it's you know again you're trying to figure out you know personally i think you're trying to answer you know the questions to the universe as a human being you're limited so obviously you know who do you to say that you know you know everything about the universe yeah. obviously you don't but you know you just it's it goes back, you know, way back, you know, that uh, people are obviously trying to figure out why the world is the way that, that it is. You know, they didn't have as much science back then. You know, we have a lot more of it now to yeah. solve the questions. That's why it was so prevalent. You know, it was they kind of needed it. They needed the they needed religion. They needed the answers. Sure. I mean, if you don't have answers for everything. And you need, I mean, human beings just, we just need answers. If you don't have any answers for anything, well, you say, I guess it's God's will. Plus, know? we need, we need, we need that. Uh, see, now, I can't help talk about religion without shitting on it, but people need that crutch. That, like. It's a coping skill. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like to, uh, going to heaven. Because, you know what? I'm not going to, I don't want to think of myself because I'm so great. Going in the ground and worms eating my flesh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I understand. I almost kind of envy people who have like that much faith. You know I what do. I'm saying? I don't shit on them, but I just don't understand it. I, I, I don't get it. I definitely envy people who are very faithful because I'm just I'm naturally. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say pessimistic. Uh, skeptical. Very skeptical about everything. Yeah. It's, uh, I just, I, I don't take anything for granted, you know. So while I, I do envy people who are, you know, strong in their faith, also at the same time, I don't believe in blind faith. I don't believe in, yeah, that's, you know, yeah. you know, just 
believing whatever it is to believe in it, you know. And that's that's the balance between things. I mean, faith really is believing in something when you have nothing to believe in. And that's that's hard for most for most people. It's very Excuse hard for me. So Sorry, I keep fucking blasting thoughts on the couch. My sister's gonna have clients on there, I hope. <laughs> Hopefully this is just the waiting room. So here's the thing that bothers me, right? I had spinal meningitis when I was 18. And uh, I think we might have talked about this last time. Uh, and I died for a couple seconds, minutes, whatever it was. Right? And I, I come to, you know, I'm in the hospital. I passed out at, at home. I was in the hospital. And everyone's talking about, oh, we prayed for you. And, you know, God helped you. I'm like, what about me? I got myself through this. You know, it was my strength that came get overcame the sickness that fucking kills people you know what i'm saying give me some fucking credit so for me it's like i'm god like the god i don't, I don't want to use the word god but the inner strength that i found to get myself out of that if people want to consider that god then more power to you man you know what i'm saying you know that's a, a but lot how of about give the fucking the 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 the, the human the will to live, the, the the drive to live, to fucking survive, or the human being's dr drive to survive, give that some fucking credit. You know, why does it got to be this magical thing in 2013? I well, mean, this it, happened, you know, 25 five fucking years ago, but people still think about that now. Like, hurricane, um, or the tornadoes that happened, uh, I think, last summer, whatever it was, those crazy tornadoes that ripped apart this fucking town. Mm -hmm. One fucking house standing. Yeah. They're interviewing the woman. Oh man, you know it must have been a, it must have been an act of God that you're you're standing here. Well, what the fuck? Who made the tornado come ripping through the fucking place? And they they asked the are you thank they asked the woman the sole survivor or the or the one house that was there. Do you thank God that you made it? Know what she said? What? I'm an atheist. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's funny you ask the other people whose houses are burnt down. Do you yeah. thank God? Well, I thank God that uh, we're uh, still alive, or you know, it's just yeah. But if 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 it was God who saved you, who killed the hundred people down the block? God can do that too. Why would He do that? Because He felt like it. them. It's God's will. It's mysterious. Who I, the fuck? If 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 who the fuck made that tornado come blasting through your fucking town and killing everybody? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't give him credit for the good stuff, but then give him a pass on the bad stuff. Well, even when they credit him with the bad stuff, they say, you know, well, that's it's mysterious. It's for us to. It's his plan. It's it's I I get I don't I don't know. His plan was to make a fucking typhoon to kill half of the Philippines. Was that his fucking plan? Hey, yeah. It, well, I mean, if people believe in you know, uh, you know Noah's Ark and the flood and stuff like that, and the flood act. It, it's funny because the whole Noah's Ark flood thing. Um, okay, you Noah's Ark. Is from like the Bible and stuff like that. It's actually taken from something called the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is Babylonian, and the flood theme is very prevalent throughout the world. And it's believed that maybe about twelve thousand years ago, or ten thousand, eight thousand, whatever it was, you know, or somewhere around there, that there was actually a, a major flood. This is when the ice end, age ended. So it's actually based. I can believe that. Yeah, no, that's not too crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually there might be some fact in that stuff but then you know then you you know you talk about you know the tsunami and things like that it's it's just the way the world is man it's just 
you know shit's it, getting bad though i mean is it is is shit getting bad or is it just that the whole world is so close to get, like we know about everything instantly now or is it just shit's getting bad cuz it seems like there's a fucking disaster like constantly type uh i almost said typhoons <laughs> we haven't had a typhoon yet right i don't think we have typhoons here no fucking that's, that's only in the the tropics i think yeah so tsunamis there was that crazy tornado the hurricane that hit new york the hurricane that hit Louisiana, yeah. Um, the fires. I mean, it seems like it's just crazy, crazy shit happening. And then on top of that, everyone who's shooting up places. Yeah. You know, you know I, I, being a person who like, I like, I love science fiction, and I'm almost like, so like incredibly intrigued by the apocalypse and things like that. I hate to say it, but things are way better now than they've ever been in human history. And now we guarantee we have the ability to kill ourselves in one swipe, way more than we did back then. But if you look at, you know, the, just what had happened in the past, it's way worse back then. You know, I mean, you know, the if you look at earthquakes, if you look at uh, nature and all that kind of stuff, and war and things like that. Uh, you really, I mean, right now you don't really have too many people invading each other and things like it happens every yeah, now yeah. and then. It used to happen all the time. You get murdered, and that's thing. You know, just people will come through. We kill your whole village, and that was that. Or the bubonic plague, which took out like forty to fifty percent of of uh, Europe, and then you have uh, the Spanish flu in like what was it, nineteen twelve, which killed one percent. Of the human population, one percent doesn't seem like that much, but if you think about it, you know yeah, that's uh, it's over yeah. one hundred and fifty million people. That's fucking ridiculous. It's it's pretty it's pretty nuts. So things are people always think that the world is going to end. It's just a natural part of just who we are. I I don't know why. Maybe it's that dark part of us, but uh, it's actually comparatively comparatively. It's just not as bad as it used to be. I mean, we've faced extinction so many times in the past. Yeah. Now we actually have the potential to do it, but when it comes to what disease, do you mean like nuclear warheads and stuff like that, like the, the the bombs or whatever. Nuclear warheads and you know nuclear power and then uh, biologics and stuff like that. So we have we actually have the ability to do it now. We're not doing it to each other, but if you're talking about what they've been talking about in the past about Natural diseases, seismic events, uh, you know, uh, climatologists and stuff like that. Way worse back then. I mean, it's uh, we're warming up, you know. But yeah. if you're talking about floods and tsunamis, happens all the time, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just in the way that the world is. It's just a a very dangerous place. So, I mean, people are talking about, you know, oh, it's the end of the world right now. I can't even imagine what you would have been saying if it was you were in the bubonic plague or just, yeah, you know, a yeah. hundred years ago, which is, people don't, they seems like it sounds like it's a long time. It's not that long. Yeah, not in the big scheme of things. It, it really, really isn't. I mean, if you have people who, when I think of like a certain amount of time and I think of there's somebody alive today who saw that. You know, the people who are 100 or 110 years old, they were alive during the bubonic, I mean, not to, excuse me, the Spanish flu, and it, not, you know, killed hundreds of millions of people. And that's. How about people who are alive now? Well, they might not be alive now, but 
who lived through the Great Depression, they probably thought it was never gonna get better. That's that brings me to another point. You know, it's I don't know if it's because of uh, the media, the way it, it's got to be because of just the global media about everybody being. You know, dramatic. If you're more, the more dramatic you are, the more you blow something up, the more people are going to want to see it. Don't get me started on the media, man. Uh, oh my god. But you know, it's you so have bad. to. You have to make a story out of it. You know, so. And there's a 24 hour news cycle, so they got to fill the time with fucking all the shit they exactly. can. Exactly. So, you know, back then, I mean, during the depression, I mean, we're going through a recession right now. We think it's the end of the world. Imagine what you know the depression, and after the depression, World War Two, World War One, the depression. So okay, Spanish flu, World War One, Great Depression, World War Two, Cold War, nuclear holocaust is coming, Vietnam, the oil embargoes, and it's like look at all this stuff. You can throw then, Korea in there too. It just every every couple of years, some more and more and more and more. And you got and during all that stuff, you had. The assassinations of, you know, the presidents. Attempted assassination of Reagan. All that stuff. And then what do you have now, you know? It's pretty mild compared to that. Very, very mild well, we right had, now. We had the 9-11. That was our big... Uh, 9-11 was... Yeah, okay, it was, a, it was a very big thing. But, I mean, it's just... Comparatively... I mean, 9-11 was a terrible thing. But you also had, you know, Pearl Harbor. And then you had war. And then you had... It's just... Uh, it's a little nobody bit easier wants, now. Yeah, nobody wants to look at it like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's People want to think of it as the end of the world way quicker than, wait a minute, global warming caused it to be, you know, 80 degrees on December 15th. But if you look at the records, in 1922, it was 90 degrees. on this, You know what I'm saying? There's it's, been, it's the hottest, the hottest day in record in December since the 1900s. But that happened in the 1900s. I kind of believe in global warming, but naturally, I don't really. I'm not sure if I believe in the man-made global warming as much as natural, the Earth just fucking changing. Which is, you know, it's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? But people don't want to look. The uh, the Earth does go through natural cycles of heating and cooling, um, and yeah, it is it is normal for there to be like just a complete anomaly all of a sudden. Well, okay, whoa, it's just 80 degrees, you know, here. And, it, you know, uh, when it comes to global warming, um, the, where you can see clear evidence of that is when you go look at uh, the ice caps, how much that they've melted, significant amount of, of, of melting. And, you, you know, we don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, when you talk about what does that mean on a global scale? It's only a degree or two, but that makes a huge difference in places that have been static for so long. So a degree or two means a big thing at the poles where it's been cold or, you know, it's drier here or it's wetter there. That's where the difference is. A degree or two doesn't mean a lot to me or you, you know, where we live, you know, we get the seasons, you know, normal seasons, progression of the seasons. Yeah. What that means is... Wetter here, drier there, things like that. So if you look at the the ice caps, you know, for instance, go back to 19, 1920 and look at the ice caps when it was 80 degrees here. Now look at the ice caps when it was 80 degrees here. There's, there's a big difference. It's been progressively getting warmer a, a tiny bit, and that's all that it takes. And yes, the Earth does go through natural heating and natural cooling, 
for instance, they said that, I, I don't know if it was the 1600s or the 1300s, I, I'm not sure, but, you know, period back, and I, I may have been medieval Europe, they even called it a little ice age. Uh, it was cold for an extended period yeah. of time. Now, here's something that I saw, I'm not sure if it was Discovery Channel or something like that, that I find very interesting. The Earth, the way that it orbits around the sun and the and the tilt of the Earth and the natural wobble of the Earth, because when the Earth goes around the sun, it's on a tilt and it wobbles a little bit. If you look at all the things that are going through, there's a cycle and... As you know, 12,000 to 20,000 years ago, we had an ice age. And if you look at the patterns, right now, in the next, we're supposed to be hitting an ice age, another ice age in the next 1,500 years. So, by all intents and purposes, the Earth should be getting significantly cooler starting now and yeah. getting, going on and on and on continuously. But we're not getting cooler. Now, this is a fact. You look at it's very. It's really easy for these scientists because all, all it takes is actually a little bit of basic math, you yeah. know, to figure out the the ellip the ellipse of, of our uh, orbit, the wobble and the tilt, and you look at the cycle. So it happened to us twelve thousand to twenty thousand years ago, the ice age, and we're supposed to be heading into it again. This is a fact. We're supposed to be heading into it again, and it's supposed to either start a peak in fifteen hundred years. Thus. If you're heading into it, thus it should be getting cooler. Yeah. We're not getting cooler. We're getting warmer. So. Wait, an ice age. uh, uh, I think I got the definition of an ice age wrong. Okay, here's what I thought an ice age was. The earth got hot, warm, right? It melted the ice caps, right? Which is all the fucking... It's like the ice on top of the mountains, right? Is that what that is? Like, what is that? An ice age? Like, the the the, the, the top of the mountains it got warm, and they all... The, the ice came down, because it was hot, and it, it melted on the bottom. And it came down, it, it made glaciers and water, and just overtook everything. No, it's, it's uh, actually a little bit the opposite. What is it? Basically, it just got so cold... Mm, in most places that the ice caps kept growing and growing. So, I mean, essentially Long Island was created by, uh, by a glacier. I mean, you think about what's Long Island made of, go in your backyard, go dig a hole. The first foot or two is going to be topsoil. But once you get right past that, it's sand. Long Island, the skinniness of it was made by a glacier pushing a big wall of ice some five to ten thousand feet straight up just kept pushing and pushing and pushing southward as it got colder you know how like how ice spreads you know anywhere when it gets cold it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading and it pushed all this crap down south and it made long island so that's kind of what an ice age is it gets really cold the ice caps keep growing and growing and growing Growing and growing and growing and growing until finally it stops and then it gets warmer and then they recede. So I made like this egg shape on my head. So how does it, how does the ice and shit come down to the people? What do you mean? Uh, like how did it, how did the, where did the ice 
from how did like with the Long Island scenario you just explained? Where that glacier come from? The glacier came from from north. It always emanates from the poles because the poles are always the coldest place. So oh, so it spread. It spreads. Oh, it just yeah. spread. Oh, oh, all right. Of course, of course. Yeah, it didn't just pop up somewhere or or just coalesce somewhere. So imagine the ice caps as they are now, and just if it gets colder, they're gonna get bigger. That's bottom, pretty much bottom line. There's a little island. I think it's off of India. I don't remember the name of it because I seen this. I've seen this on Vice. Maybe you've seen it, where the the uh, water levels rising. Okay, yeah. And it's almost taken over their island. Uh, so what causes the the fucking the water the sea level to rise? Sea level to rise. Because um, this island is gonna be doomed like soon. It's happening to a lot of places. It's happening to a lot of places, and it's it's gonna happen along Long Island. And it's gonna happen to Manhattan. And pretty much anywhere that's uh, along the coast. This little island, though, what's happening kind of now-ish. It all depends on uh, how above sea level it is. I mean, if if it's only a foot above sea level, that's going to take over the whole thing. Why the fuck is the water rising? Well, the ice caps are melting. Ice caps run down the mountains, and they go into the ocean, and then they fill it up. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's more warming? Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, People get mistake icebergs and glaciers. An iceberg melting is not going to cause the water to rise. If you look at a, a glass of water and then you put an ice cube in it and you look at where the water level is and you think, oh, well, there's some of it, some of the ice is out of the water. When it melts, it's going to rise. That's not true. If you look at the glass and then there's an ice cube in it and you mark the water level and then you wait till it melts it's going to be in the same spot so icebergs don't count it's glaciers glaciers are out of the water they're not in the water so they're not not affecting the sea level but when they melt it runs down the mountains and it starts pouring into the oceans and then sea level gets higher and higher and higher and in the past it was actually the coastline was actually farther out because it was colder so there was a lot more water caught up in the poles. And that's why in, you know, thousands of years ago, you can see some of the earliest settlements are actually underwater because they were by the coast and then the coast got overtaken. You know, like the theory of Atlantis and stuff like that. Whether Atlantis exists or doesn't exist, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on it. What but is there the... are plenty of places that got submerged like that. What is the story? Story of Atlantis, anyway, because I'm guessing um, it's got to be some kind of Greek god myth shit. It's it does have um, its origins. I, I can't remember who it was. Uh, if it was Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, I don't know. It might have been some other guy, but he talks about uh, an uh, an island. Um, I believe he said. I'm not sure if he said. If it was past the Straits of Gibraltar, or if it was, you know, there's so many different ways you can interpret this, but a place where you know these people were very uh, advanced and things like that, and then the you know uh, it was consumed in 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 a in a flood or a deluge or something like that. There is evidence of past civilizations 
being some you know submerged and things like that we have evidence of that whether or not they were the 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 typical atlantis <laughs> we don't know that well, but that's, so far that can't, that can't happen though i mean what people living on the water <laughs> Well, they weren't living on the water, but I mean, you know, uh, isn't that what Atlantis is supposed to be? A civilization on the water? No, no, it, it was it was supposedly over the water, you know, just like a on an island, and then a deluge came, or a whole bunch of water, or it sank because of seismic event or volcano, whatever it is. Now, Atlantis, there's no proof that there was an actual Atlantis, but the idea of you know, uh, seafaring cultures, small islands. Uh, being covered by water, that does happen. Oh, see, I thought Atlantis was like sea monkeys. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, sea the, sea monkey, the sea monkey. <laughs> doesn't the sea monkey uh, box have like these sea monkeys and they're living underwater in these castles or something? That's before my time. How old are you? That's way before my time. I'm 28. <laughs> aren't sea monkeys just like krill or something like that? I don't know. I remember it was bullshit though. It was. Yeah. It was just right up there with the pet rock. That guy was fucking genius. Made a lot of fucking money. It's the same guy. It's some of these same people who do these, uh, these like abstract art and stuff like that. You ever hear of that painting where it's just a blank canvas and then there's a red, there's a red circle on the corner of it? I don't know. Anyway, well, I think what this, the fuck is that? I think that you know, like this abstract, existential, you know, uh, paintings where it's just like. Oh. Meanwhile, it's just some guy being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking." I'm going to make all my money because these people are going to think it's fucking something else than it's not. Exactly. Red dot, boop, right in the corner. Yeah, apparently it's this painting. It's just a blank canvas, a white canvas, and there's a red circle in the corner or something like that. So for like millions of dollars. Of course it did. And then, you know, some people, you know, maybe the artist, maybe other people talking about, you know, the uniqueness or, you know, the mind or whatever it is. But I think that Deep down, this guy's thinking these people are suckers. Uh, are you in the art world at all? I'm not in the art world, but I'll, I'll give you my. Uh, uh, I never actually gave you my uh, my personal views on uh, religion. You asked me, I never said that, but uh, yeah, let's hear him. What do you got? Okay, I'll tell you about religion. I'll tell you about art. Religion. Um, I'm not very religious. I don't subscribe to anything. Uh, I do see that obviously there are certain truths in in a lot of them. I think that a lot of the Eastern religions I find very interesting because, like I said, they were it's a lot of uh, rational moralism. Being rational is a good thing, and being moral is a good thing. Plus, I think the Asian religions don't have a bad guy. There, there are bad guys, but um, you don't hear about them as much just because we don't understand them as much. They definitely don't have serial killers over there like we do. <laughs> oh, they do. Really? They do. They definitely do. Um, for, for instance, uh, in India, they had the Thuggy cult. Oh, from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones, the Thuggy. That's where we get the the t- um, the contemporary term thug. They called the Thuggy, and um, it was their religion. What they would do is they would, if you were in India, um, a group of these uh, Thuggy, they would befriend you and they travel with you, and then they'd strangle you. They would use a certain kind of cloth, and then they'd strangle you. And that was part of like a, a religious thing for them. Apparently, they killed millions of people. Please tell me there was a guy who ripped out their hearts. That would be awesome. Uh, and then, it, and then, and then they sent them that they sent the victim down in a cage into a fire pit. I don't think that there was a Molaram in, in history. <laughs> but, there was, but there was, but there was Kali, 
you know, there was, uh, for instance, when Buddha was trying to reach enlightenment, um, this, uh, this deity called uh, Mara, I think he was, tried to stop them, a bad guy. You know, he tried to tempt them with women, he tried to hit him with fire and brimstone, and even tried to question his logic. But he was kind of a, a negative entity. Does Asians have a bad guy in their religion? Um, yeah, everybody's. There's demons, there's, you know, there's... Uh, I can't... T- I, 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 as much as I, I've read about it, I uh, I don't remember if there's really like a devil character. Because I heard are... someone have an interest. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I heard someone with an interesting... They could be talking out of their ass. I heard it on uh, some podcast somewhere or um, one of those History Channel shows about the devil that there was Asian religions over there, which you know something about. They have so many less serial killers than the West because the West has the devil. And, and, and over there, they don't really have a devil. That's interesting. Um it was just something that they brought up, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's valid, because I don't know that shit, but that's kind of interesting to I don't say. know if that's valid or not, but I tell you, that also ties into the story that I was talking about. Think about it. In the West, we have the dualism. I mean, there's dualism everywhere, where, everywhere you go, but with the religions and stuff like that, oneness and, and, and the dualism thing... Um, you know, I I would not. I would definitely. I don't know if there's there's a devil because I guess I never really got that deep into it. I only mired in it in it. But uh, because there's always a a dualism is so prevalent in human in the human condition. I would imagine that they're definitely evil spirits. Absolutely evil spirits. Yeah. Is there a devil? A quintessential devil? I don't know about that. Well, that's that was made up of multiple religions, bad guys. I think someone, uh, the History Channel had the the same thing, the Satan show. The Catholicism took Satan from the bad guys of like three other religions and put them together to get people back because people were leaving the church. So it was like, okay, if you believe in us, then this guy won't get you or whatever it was. That's a possibility. Uh, yeah, I you know just. But go back to uh, your religious thing, because we kind of went off on a little tangent there. I guess what happens. That's yeah. just the way it is. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm not very religious. I do find that certain religions make... I wouldn't say that I'm uh, agnostic. And first off, I don't think that you should ever label yourself anything, because you're, there's no way that your views are ever exactly like anybody else's. To, to a T, you know, there isn't. I'm, I'm just me. You're just you. So there's no way you can really like label yourself. You can agree with people on most things, but uh, I'm I'm just me. I feel like you should let experience dictate you, your beliefs, but you can't go into everything blind because if you let experience dictate your beliefs, then you might become a nasty person. Because think about it, yeah, most of your experiences are usually pretty pretty crappy. Well, the ones that are most memorable are the negative experiences. Yeah, so. I feel like you should let experience dictate your beliefs, but I also believe you should go into it with some kind of some kind of belief, some kind of motto. And I think that should be, you know, you can't always do the right thing, but there's really no excuse not to try. Yeah. Just, you know, just try and do the right thing in, in anything you do. Um, when it comes to spiritualism, I, I wouldn't, there's definitely, I don't think there's a, a, 
a, a guy with a white beard in the sky, but the yeah, that's fact, just ridiculous. The fact that the earth, the fact that the universe exists, the fact that we have been created, I do believe. Obviously, there's some kind of again above above human understanding a cre- a creative force that created us here we are we've been created i mean how did the the universe pop out of nothing i don't know you can always go so- back yeah something created us you can so- always say we came from the one celled amoeba where the fuck did he come from you can always just where go did the back. universe come from things like that so i mean we've there i think therefore i am therefore you know here we are and here's the rest of the universe something created us i don't think that's a, a, a guy with a white beard nothing like that but there is something way beyond our understanding that put us here you know i don't think it was like i'm gonna i don't think that happened by like let there be light it's just there's something so beyond our understanding yeah. that is creative that it's kind of hard to deny the fact that there is not some creative something, force yeah or i also believe there's something that permeates everything Obviously, I mean, we in existence, I mean, when you think about it, to say that there's some kind of thing that permeates all of us, well, of course there is, because we exist in the same plane in the universe. We all have that fucking spark, you know what I'm saying? That What do they call that? The divine spark or, or, or whatever it is? Divine light or something yeah, like that. Like, we well, all have that spark as humans. Well, I just think that, I mean, whether you're talking about a rock or a human being, or a life form, or an atom, we all exist on the on the same plane of existence. Therefore, we all share something. I don't know what it is, but... Um, Wait, well, here's the big question. Uh, what's... Do you have a... Do you have an opinion? Because there's no facts on death. My thought on death was, you know, I... I I really do hope there's a heaven and a hell. That'd be really nice <laughs> because, like, I, I I don't – I mean, I'm not saying I'm guaranteed to get into heaven or anybody should ever think that they're guaranteed to get into heaven, but I I don't think With of that- anything done terrible enough to go to, to hell. I think I'm a little bit above the middle. I've done some – That train of thought gets you into heaven anyway. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've done I don't like anything really <laughs> horrible, but I think I've been just nice enough not to be a bad person. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. so you're on the you're on the cusp. Yeah, the only <laughs> only really, the only really my only really shortcomings are obviously most people's are relationships where you act like idiots and you say things you don't feel or you know you just you know you're selfish or you're not selfish or yeah. you don't say yeah yeah the relationships bring the worst out of people. But uh, what about know, a soul? You know what I'm saying? I guess that's the spark I'm I'm speaking of. The I, thing that makes you you. I think that what when you look at what makes human beings human beings or what makes life life or even what makes certain things the way that they are, like gravity and electricity and the forces of things, you're not looking you're usually not looking, at least with consciousness or, or like life, you're not so much looking at it as a substance. You're looking at its impact. So what makes our consciousness? consciousness? Well, certain br- parts of the brain do certain things, but it's the way that they interact together that makes the essence of something. So I think that some of the most interesting things 
the things that we try to understand, like life and, and like the meaning of things. And even if you want to go so far as to say the force in Star Wars, it's the way that it's the re the relationship between certain things. I believe that, you know, it's not so much who you are or what you are that, that dictates who you are. It's what you do. So therefore, I think that it's not one part or another part of the brain that makes up consciousness. It's the way that everything acts together. So if you look at that, I think that you can take that all the way down to the atomic level, all the way up to, you know, the universal galactic level. It's the way that things interact that make up those special things. Here's why it, I kind of disagree with you with the um, with that a little bit. Just with the, um, it's what you do that makes it or whatever, the essence. And I, f I, I would have agreed with you until I had my first child, right? This is weird. This fucked me up when I saw this. As soon as she was born, she was who she was. When I saw her for the first time, she was like her. I don't know how to explain this, but she had her own personality already. Like, when she came out, I knew it was her. Like it she, was her, and everything that was going to be her was going to come from that point. Yeah. It was okay. fucking, it was really fucking weird. That as soon as she, not as soon as she came out, but, you know, they, they come out of the vagina, they put you in the fucking, the hot lamp or whatever. Isn't this your chicken or something? She's a sandwich they, they on do, the They do, they put her under the hot lamp. They put her under the hot lamp. You yeah, got to yeah. make sure that she's uh, ripe. So, <laughs> make sure she's cooked all the way. Yeah. So, I fucking went over there. And I was like, holy shit, how the f she already had a personality. And uh, a couple months later, you see it. You see, and, you know, four years later, the personality that she has now is still the person I saw when she was hours old. That, that, that Now, I don't know what that is. That's, uh, I don't know. I now, her experiences uh, are going to change her personality. And her, like you said, her essence and her experiences are going to create something new. But that that's just that was just weird. I I guess I you know it's how the fuck can someone be born and already be a person? So you're saying okay I I get what you're saying okay, basically use this analogy. Well, I guess we can use this analogy because of the way that human biology is. She she was a single seed. And then she's like a tree, and she's growing, and she's branching off into different things. But that whole, that tree that's going to be her, some way, you know, years down the line, came from a single point. And I knew from fucking that point, that was a fucking fern. I don't know trees. I'm just that might be a plant. I don't know, but ferns have spores. I knew it was a fucking fern and not a pine. You know, whatever. I like she what you're came saying. out a maple tree. Okay, so you knew what she was without yeah. growing into a maple tree. Like yeah. I knew from point one who the fuck she was. You gonna ask Jeffrey Dahmer's mom the same thing, or uh, Charles Manson's mom the same thing? You know what? You probably could. She couldn't say, "Oh, my son is born. He's gonna eat people." Yeah. But he maybe. But when you look in the eyes, there's there's something there, man. I'm telling you, it's just crazy. Sometimes there you can. You see, that's the thing. Maybe that's what, and and you, I know what you're gonna say. That's the emotional bond. It's it's not. It's really not. It's fucking. There's something. They come out immediately. Who are they gonna be? So you're saying that. Some, when you look at some people, some like for instance, some serial killers, 
you're telling me that whether or not if this all right so the serial killer in real life was raised by his real mom and dad and he went off to go kill people if you took that serial killer and you put him in a different family he still would have went out and did what he did that's an interesting take on it I w- I'm not even sure if I'm I like what you just said but I'm not even sure if I'm even going that deep with it I'm just saying I'm just referencing it in, in, in context of the soul okay and of the divine spark it's there immediately whatever it is well, I definitely think that there's something. Now, something I think, there. I think, what you said about the um, growing up in a different family, they'll still do what they're gonna do. I think I kind of agree with that, actually. I really do. Well, while that might be possible, because I definitely it is true that the brain, in some cases, is hardwired to be the way that it is. Some some brains are just hardwired to either be crazy or to be brilliant or whatever it is there also is experience that dictates some of their stuff some people have things happen to them that just sets them off on the deep end uh i can't remember which serial killer it was but um he used to have a bedwetting problem it was it was i don't know maybe he was 10 or a little bit you know older and um he in the in the in the future, well, when he got older, he had a lot of uh, reg- like regressive uh, and like aggressive uh, actions towards women. Every time he saw like uh, a prostitute or something like that, he wanted to kill the prostitute. And this sparks back to his to his childhood, where he remembers when he used to wet himself, his mother. Him being like 10 or 11 or something like that, his mother would come over and wash him and wash his, his, you know, his genitals and things like that. And him remembering, well, this kind of angered me, but it also kind of excited me. So maybe if he did, the kid didn't wet the bed, maybe he wouldn't have had so much, you know, uh, aggression towards his mother, and then he wouldn't have taken out all these prostitutes and killed them. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that I think that both happen. You know, it's kind of like that that whole Forrest Gump thing, you know, it, like about, you know, uh, are you just kind of like a, a leaf floating on the breeze or do you have a destiny or something like that? And he says, I think both are happening. And I think that's true. I think both happen. I think that some people are hardwired from birth to do the things that they do. But then again, you know, you as a human being, you interact with the world. So maybe yeah. you have bad interactions. Well, the reason I brought up the um, baby the babies being born with a personality, a soul, a spark, whatever you want to call it. It's just once I, I was trying to, I, I wanted to bring that up to go back to the death thing. What happens when you die? Like this, what happens to that thing that was there when you were born? Well, you if died. You be, even if you, if you believe in that thing. Well, you died. You tell me. There was nothing. <laughs> that shit was black. They asked me that too when I woke up. Yeah. What did you see? Did you see something? Did you see anything? I was like, no. No. I passed out of the house and I just woke up. Okay, that's that's kind of exactly what I think it is. Um, like I said, because I, I think that life is not just like a cell or a single thing. I think it's the interaction between the parts of your brain that makes this spark, this divineness or whatever it is, your consciousness. I think it's a lot like, like for instance, I, uh, I had surgery done once and uh, I had uh, anesthesia. And then, well, your brain's not really active when that's happening. So what happened? Well, I closed my eyes and I opened them back up 
And you time traveled. The, you time traveled. And there was an hour where I lost. And I simply think that you being alive and you being conscious is the activity, is the relationship and the interaction and of the parts that are going on in your brain. So once that happens, you just don't exist anymore. It's the equivalent of sh- shutting down your computer. Yeah, it's 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 something like that. I think that I don't want that to be it. I I know. I think that consciousness and and being alive is how is the the way that your brain is interacting, or at least the electricity, you know, the relationship of all that stuff that's going on. I think once you turn that off, your 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 existence, your consciousness is not going on anymore. But sometimes you can turn it back off on turn it on and off if you don't damage the hardware. Yeah. So I think that basically. Basically, what happens is that you know you just—it's like when you go under anesthesia, they give you anesthesia, you close your eyes, you open them up again, and somewhere during that period, you know your brain wasn't working, so you didn't exist. Yeah, that's so exactly right. I think that when you die, that's 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 it. That's all that happens. You just don't exist. It's like you close your eyes, you never open them up. But it's not necessarily a bad thing because when you went under anesthesia, did you? Did you feel anything? There was no consciousness. There was nothing. There was, was nothing going on. So I guess the thing that bothers people is the fact that there's nothing forever. But see, what the thing is is that you don't even experience it because you're not just sitting there in like a, a you're not dark sleep- hole. You're not dreaming or sleeping. You're, or not, you're not. You're not. You're not doing right. anything. It's like, for instance, it was, it was uh, when I was under anesthesia. You know, it's like I closed my eyes and I woke them. I don't remember anything that happened because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really there. You're not conscious of your non-consciousness. Bingo. That's exactly <laughs> it. You're not conscious of your unconsciousness. That's exactly it. That will it. drive you crazy thinking about that. The, oh, yeah. It'd kill you. There's no one. Keep you up at night. There's nobody there to let you know that you're not there. It's so, it's just like, I think it's kind of just like that. I think you come into, you know, like life, you know, when you create this life and things like that. So that's kind of, you know kind of when it happens you kind of come into existence either when you're conceived or when you're born i don't know but when you die it's just like you're closing your eyes to go to sleep you well this is what people up. say you know there's got to be something there's got to be something i don't i don't want to know what it's like to die i don't want to know there's nothing and i'm like did 1905 bother you no so why is th- uh 1305 gonna bother you you don't remember 1905. Yeah. You didn't exist. You're not going to exist in th- fucking 3005. Right. I said 1305. The first it's the same thing. Either yeah. or. It doesn't matter. Either way, because yeah. you didn't exist in 1905. You're not going to exist in 3005. It kind of, it's interesting because, you know, some of the uh, Eastern religions talk about being in the moment. Maybe that's it. It's about being in the moment. Time is an illusion. You know, it's all, you know, it's all just part of your perception. I mean, there there's scientists that think that your perception of the universe is what makes it come into existence. You know, I mean, I even, I even thought about this thing about how it's technically possible for a person to actually, for all I know, my perception of the universe, my consciousness of the universe actually makes it to come into being. For all I know, I could be, I could be God. You know, I don't even know that. Like maybe one day I was up in heaven like, you know, like with my white beard and stuff like that, even though I don't believe in that. But maybe that's it. And I said, I want to go down. I want to do something different. I don't want to know about it. I can't, So I was born, and here's the world presented in front of me, and I'm not even conscious yeah. of it. Maybe, 
But then me being God and me being in charge of the whole universe, that makes you not a person. And then that's also that also harkens back to the fact that we have to take each person's consciousness for granted. I'm only conscious of the fact that I'm conscious. For all I know, you are not conscious. You are just simply a prefect of my my projection yeah. of the universe yeah, right, right. and things like that. It's all really metaphysical and existential. It's really hard to understand. But the point, like when you boil it down, it's like, does my consciousness and my existence actually make everything come into existence? For all I know, I'm God and you're just a a, a figment of my imagination. Yeah, does, does my... I want to talk about what you just said. Does my consciousness... What was it? Does my consciousness dictate what's... Does my, does the world come into being throughout my consciousness? That's or my weird that you said that because I was going to bring this up ten minutes ago, and it's nothing; it's a throwaway. But life does throw shit at you that makes you question what the fuck, what the fuck is going on, uh, especially dreams. I had a dream the other night about John Ritter, okay, Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Yep, I know. Yeah. And in that dream, I was talking to his son about how I think his father was a fucking genius. Okay. Now, if you watch Three's Company, he's fucking hilarious. All right. I haven't watched Three's Company in 20 years, but I watched it a couple months ago, and he was funny. So I woke up from the dream. I was like, oh, that was weird. Why did I have a dream about fucking John Ritter, of all fucking people? And I go to work. Every day, I listen to Opie and Anthony in my headphones. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck did they talk about that day? John Ritter. Like, this just weird shit. Every once in a while, like, that happens. You know, it's funny because... If you asked some people, you know, what would you, if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, what would you want to do? And some people say uh, sex, some people say, I don't know, eat or something, whatever it is. Personally, I would like to dream because it's some of my best memories are of, of my entire life is when I've been dreaming. And it's just, so, you know, happens when you're dreaming, the logic the the uh, your part of like your prefrontal lobe or something like that I could be wrong if I am I'm sorry but there's a part of your front brain where the logic the logic region is the logic region shuts down so you know how sometimes when you wake up you're like I don't understand any of that but five minutes ago it made perfect sense yeah it's because the logic part of your brain shuts down everything else goes crazy and goes off the charts so I think the the dreams are definitely you know, it's some people say uh, some people say it about eyes are the windows to the soul, but I think dreams are just the same, and I think there's a yeah. lot of answers. Definitely, everything you want to know about yourself is is it's definitely in your dreams. And if I could do anything, I would dream, just because it's just I just wish that one day somebody could step into my dreams and they would understand just like how yeah. crazy it is. Yeah. Have you ever been able to? I I'm pretty sure everyone can do this, but control your dreams while you're dreaming. Yeah, I could do that. That's the best when you can. <laughs> yeah. You can do anything you realize you're in your dream, realizing you're dreaming, and you start acting like you're dreaming. Like you could do anything you want. I remember my the best feeling I have in a dream is jumping. Cause I'm I'm like the Hulk motherfucker. I'm jumping from building to building, man. And it is the greatest fucking feeling. But one of the worst feelings is when someone's fucking chasing you and you just can't get away. And you hide behind a building and you see the fucking whatever it is just pass you. And it glan- he knows you're there and he just keeps going acting like you're not there. And you know that he knows that you're there. And yeah. it's just dreams are just so fucked up. Man. There's there's a lot of different themes. Um, for instance, I, I do have uh, 
dreams of uh, trying to escape from somewhere or running from somebody. And that, I think, comes from the fact that you're either trying to resist something or you're trying to run away from something in your life or you're trying to avoid something. There's a lot of different themes. When you're running away, is it in slow motion? I definitely <laughs> have. Yeah, I, I have trouble getting away. Yeah. Hate that shit. I hate it. Do you ever so have much. a gun and the bullets don't work? Always. Like you shoot someone, but they don't affect them. Yep. Or that's I try crazy. to hit somebody and I can't hit them. Or you punch them right in the face and nothing happens. Yeah, that's like uh, that's the feeling of helplessness you have in, in in the real world that you can't control things, and that stems into your brain into your brain, you know, there's, in the unconscious. There's a fucking theory about the. Do you ever have the teeth falling out dream? There's no. a there's a theory about that. One. I don't remember. I think it's insecurity. But you know, there's millions of theories on dreams. I've I've heard of the first time I've ever heard of like the whole teeth falling out thing was from. Do you remember Syphil and Ollie? No. The the hand puffets that were on MTV. No. Oh, it's a really weird show. It's Syphil and Ollie, and the sock puppet was talking about how his teeth were made out of sugar glass. Sugar glass is um, it's when they harden like sugar and water. And they shape it into a shape of a bottle. So when you crack it over somebody's head, it's not like a real bottle. Yeah. It's like in the movies. It's just like my, these teeth were made out of sugar glass and they kept falling out every time they <laughs> eat something. That's the first time. <laughs> Go home and Google Syphil and Ollie and you'd be like, I remember that. What the hell was that about? Yeah. Trust me, it's going to blow your mind. Did the sock puppets have googly eyes? Uh, Yeah, they spin around. Yeah, yeah I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That might have been, that might have came out of liquid television or whatever. The fucking bug. You know that with liquid television on MTV? I, I vaguely remember, yeah. It was a bugged out show. All right, we're going to wrap this up, man. Um, You gave us, you gave the answer on the death thing, right? What was the other thing? Art. Yes. Okay. Let's just uh, speak on that real quick. I can't stand when people say that like anything can be art. That's true. Anything can be art, but I don't like it when people extend it so far as to try and make something crappy seem like it's not crappy. You know what I mean? So... I feel like art it can be something beautiful. I think part of it has to be art is that it's unique. Uh, it's a new thought or something like that. Or, But I definitely think art has to be something that you can't do yourself. Sistine Chapel, David, Picasso, Van Gogh, even, even Pollock to an extent. I can't do that. How do you feel about the street artists who use stencils? Uh, you mean that they, they like, would they draw your portrait and shit? Like, what they'll do is um, they'll have a stencil of, like, I don't know, an elephant. And they'll put the stencil on the wall and then paint it and take the stencil off. Uh, I guess you can look at that as art in the entire realm of of what it is. Like, a, it's an elephant on a, on a street side or something like and, but that. But they'll put him, like, s- stomping, like, a fucking donkey or something for some kind of political thing. Uh. I to like uh, art. If you're gonna call it art, it's it's a little bit of an art. You know, art. It's a strange thing because like anything can be art. I was uh, watching this uh, special on uh, what's her name, Marina Abramovic or something like that. I don't know. Okay, she's a performance artist. So when the the the, the show first started. Uh, I was like, oh, I saw some clips of her performance art, and I'm like, this is so stupid. (laughs) I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? And then after the, you know, halfway through to almost when it was done, I'm like, you know, she explained, you know, what it was about, the meaning behind things. And 
I was just like, okay, wow, yeah, this is art. This is really like human beings. Still didn't touch her? No, it did. Oh, it did? You know, very interesting things. She did this thing at the MoMA where she simply, for like three months straight, she sat in a chair, and then there were people on a line, and what they would do is they would sit down in a chair, and then she'd just look at you, and you'd share this stare or this look with her, and anybody who wanted to come up, she would just be sitting in the chair. She'd look down. You would come and you would sit in the chair across from her. And then she'd look up and you guys would, then she would share a look with you. And that sounds kind of stupid, but. How long does it last? She was there eight, eight to ten hours a day. Wait, how, every how long? Day, how does, as long as you want. And she was there for eight to ten hours a day for like. Three months straight every day. I try to stare it down like a staring contest. I try to fucking you know, but some people like broke down in tears. Some people smiled. Little kids, old people, things like that. And at first, I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. But then, you know, when I when I learned about what she was trying to talk about, you know, for instance, there was this other thing about how she was uh, she put she had a table and she put out all these different uh, different items and things like that, and she stood there. Right next to the table, naked, and basically, people from the audience were allowed to come up, and they were allowed to take whatever item they wanted to, and they were allowed to use it on her, whatever it was, uh, you know, I don't know what. Big it was. black dildo. And, uh, nothing like that, <laughs> but uh, but you know, they would take or they would draw on her and stuff like that, and I would saw like people drawing on her and putting stuff on her head, and I saw her crying, and I'm thinking. I get it. It's like, you know, there are all these things in there. They're using her. They're using her as like a billboard. And even one of the items on the table was a gun. And it's like, was the gun loaded? Was it not loaded? Would somebody use this on her? And I get it. It's like, okay, you know, like what you do to a person, you know, and things like that. So art is is not only just painting. It's uh, sculpting. Art can be... Like I said, I hate when anybody's when people Self- say art can be anything you want it to be. It can be. It's kind of true though, because what she's doing is it's self-expression to to just a ridiculous level, yeah. standing there naked and, and putting a message out there, whatever it may be. Sure, and I think it's uh, you know it's like I said, you know, art it, it can be whatever, but I don't want like when people say something is art just to give it you know, like respect yeah. or some kind of meaning to it. You know, like if somebody's on stage and they want to poop into a bucket, like, I'm sorry. You know, you call that art, that's fine, I guess, by definition, but that's not art to me. That's just somebody pooping in a bucket. They do that shit, too. Yeah, people do that stuff, weird stuff. There was the um, there was the piss Christ, I think it was. The guy put the crucifix in the, in the mason jar piss. There was the elephant shit Jesus. They made elephant... Jesus out of yeah, elephant shit. Dung, yeah. All those fucking things. Someone will pay a million dollars for a fucking painting from a guy because he has the name. Now here's another thing that I think about about art. I, when you look at a piece of artwork, I think that it's a complete disservice for the art artist to sign their painting. I think that the second that you sign your name onto a piece of art, it becomes product or a label because art real art as itself just exists just completely exists it's like a beautiful 
a beautiful naked woman standing in a meadow can be one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. But if you slap a fucking Gucci sign on her head, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah. So, you know, you look at this beautiful painting and all of a sudden you see the guy's name in the corner. It's like he boom, he labeled it. It stops being what it is. It's, you know, it's not it's no longer this beautiful scene of something. It's it's a label. It's, it's kind of almost like it's kind of weird though cuz he made this beautiful painting, right? He, uh, apparently, he put his heart and soul into it. And then as soon as he puts his name on it, it becomes about him and not about the art. Bingo. Exactly. And he's doing himself a fucking... Well, yeah. I mean, not to, to us. Yeah. He's doing himself a disservice to the people out there. They see that name. They want it. it. You know, if you want somebody to know that it's yours so maybe it doesn't get ripped off... Okay, you know, put your name on the back of it or hide your name somewhere, you know, in a frame or whatever it is. But once you place, like, your name or a label or a symbol on it or something like that, it stops being a beautiful picture and it starts becoming, like, you know, a marketable item. Are you familiar with Banksy? I have heard of him. I I, uh, I heard about how he was somebody bought some of his stuff on the uh, on the street corner and stuff like that but I really don't know much about him well I, I did actually an episode called uh, Spanking Banksy um, when me and my brother was we did an episode about him the reason I'm bringing him up now is cause he was doing art exhibits all over the city and one of the things he did he had a vendor set up his art in the park right yeah but he didn't tell anybody it was his shit and the guy was selling them for 60 bucks each. Yeah. And they're worth like $500,000. Yeah, something like that. So I thought that kind of goes with what we're saying. If they knew that that was his shit, they'd scoop it up. Yeah. Like three guys bought it. Yeah, yeah. I th- and his name pre- is on the back of it, I think. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Even telling. though we tore, we, you should actually go back and listen to the episodes called Spanking Banksy. I saw it, I saw it, yeah. And uh, we kind of tear him apart a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, that, we kind of, we both agreed that that was the prime of a, kind of a cool thing to do that is uh, you know, I, it's kind of like calling people out who are actually your consumers yeah that they're kind of shallow assholes that they're buying shit not because of the art because banksy's names on it it's a good point yeah. you know what i'm saying so that yeah. was pretty cool all right we're gonna wrap this up man bark i really, really want to thank you a lot man really did a good job i really 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 enjoy having you on man you are uh, want to plug anything um no i guess uh if you want to check out uh my uh my website i'm gonna have uh some some new stuff on there. I have uh, I'm working on that thing with. Uh, I'm trying to wrap it up. It's getting it's really hard because you know it's the story I'm working on about the yeah. the monk and enlightenment. That's really hard. I can't wrap my brain around it. But uh, I have another one. It's uh it's kind of actually kind of parallels uh Long Island and some uh, some things that happened on Long Island that happened to basically yourself that happens to your parents and your grandparents. It's all about like uh, health issues, mental health issues. Uh, there's some real events that have happened. It's uh, I'm not sure what I'm gonna label it, but I think I'm thinking about calling it the water and the water ain't safe no more because uh, there's a lot of like just like weird stuff that goes on about Long Island where nowhere else it can happen. And it, the song, uh, the the name, the water ain't safe no more, comes from uh, an Aesop rock song. And um, I just thought about that because it's like, what if the things that are making some people so messed up is because it's in the water? Is it in the water? I don't know. But, you know, it's like, uh, 
So you got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. It's like diseases and mental health issues. So the story is going to be fiction, but a lot of it's going to be based on real life events that have happened to people like myself, people I know, things like that. For instance, um, uh, like mental health or something like that, where I used to live in North Babylon in this like 500 foot radius, like this four block span there must have been like four or five suicides. And I'm the like, why is, is that? that? About? Yeah, it's like the the house that I moved into back in, in North Babylon. The kid who was there before that commit, committed suicide. Two houses down, one house over, three house uh, three houses around the corner. Like four or five it's different like a suicides. Fucking, like a virus like, or some shit. Just like a like a stone's throw away from each other. Like, what is that about? I'm like, is it? There's there a fucking, you know, Indian burial ground around? And I'm thinking, you know, what else is there, is there about Long Island that's really, you know, crazy going on? There's breast cancer. There's all this stuff that's really prevalent. And I'm like, what the what fuck are, is go- what's going on in Plum Island? The, yeah, like... <laughs> they want to send the, Hannibal Lecter there. No, just, just things like that. You know, like, why is all this stuff so concentrated? Is it in the water? Is the water safe? And it's like, but that's saying that, yeah. saying that it's in the water, or the water isn't safe anymore. Kind that's of goes, like symbolism. Really. It's symbolism saying about like, is the basis of everything that we have is it really even safe? Do you anymore? think Aesop Rock is annoyed that there's a hit rapper named Aesop Rocky? Aesop Rocky. I don't know if he's upset, but I'm fucking pissed <laughs> because this guy Aesop. I, I mean, I really haven't listened to this guy Aesop Rocky very much, but. There's he no way he's even ripped dis- his name off. Right? Oh, he definitely ripped his name off, and there's no way that he's even half as good as Aesop Rock. He's just amazing. He's from, actually, I think he's from Syosset or something like that. Yeah, I got uh, yeah, yeah. Northport. He's from Northport. Yeah, That's he's, uh, it. he's yeah. from he's from over here. There's actually a lot of a lot of good underground fucking rappers from over here, man. And um, I, you know, I probably uh, is that song available on iTunes? The water ain't safe yeah. no more. Yeah, Probably, it, it's just, gotta be. I'll yeah. end the show with that. Uh, I had bazooka tooth on my on my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so crazy. I never. I listened to it once. And I was like, this shit's too crazy for me. Yeah, he's got a lot of the water ain't safe no more. Is really good. It's just called water. I think it's just called water. Yeah, he's got a lot of good ones. Uh, Lucy's another good song. Um, the greatest victory in Pac-Man history. You ever hear that one? No. It's about. Uh, him and his uh, his friends taking dropping acid and like what's it like to be on acid and he's got this whole verse how he just starts every every word with uh, uh, LSD it's like lazy summer days uh, life sucks dickhead uh, lips slide Dutch it's just really good stuff like that and he does the whole thing like that it's just so nasty oh uh, yeah, yeah check out uh, Aesop Rock out there if you guys like uh, hip hop that's real. Not the shit that's on the radio. Nope. Which isn't even really hip hop. It's just pop. Yep. But uh, yeah, graylightghost.com. Gray with the E. Gray with the E. And we'll be looking forward to the new shit you got coming out. And, uh, you know, you'll be updating the website accordingly. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, I'm also going to be in a film. I'm going to be acting. Doing a big scene tomorrow. Yeah. It, uh, it's going to be uh, me and uh, it's going to be uh, Jesse Jane, Jenna Jameson, and. Uh, and, the uh, old timers. <laughs> the old timers. <laughs> You're doing the old timers shoot. <laughs> yeah, they're all uh, they're all wrinkly and stuff like that now. You have Asia Carrera in there too. Oh yeah, she's she's back then. Do you know anything about the new porn stars these days? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm in. I know, I'm watching a little bit. I'm watching. What are you kidding me? I got fucking. I'm watching porn on my phone every sec. Every time I take a shit, I'm watching porno. 
Yeah, he's been watching it the whole entire. Actually, right now I'm watching porno right now. He is. It's really weird. I gotta use your bathroom, by the way. I gotta fucking take care of business. There should be some tissues in there somewhere. Uh, You can check me out on Twitter, Mike Russo NY. You can check me out on Instagram, Mike Russo NY. I guess I should mention I'm actually gonna be in a film, though, not actually a porn film. The film with uh, Frank Stallone. That's. That's (laughs) making a bad joke, and we totally just went off. yeah, well, it's I guess it's too bad that he's not here to talk about it, but uh, I'm going to be acting in a film. Um, I'm not sure who, who the director, I forget what the director's name is, because I've only just been an extra, and then, then tomorrow I'm going to be, have I'm going to have a uh, speaking part. Got some lines. Part. So, yeah, I'm going to play an assistant coach and the main character, a co-worker of ours, uh, Frank Stallone, yes, cousin of the... Sylvester Stallone is going to be playing a head basketball coach. It's going to be about a basketball coach who lives in Chicago. And it's just dealing with relationship issues and, uh, you know, the stresses of being a teacher and a coach and things like that. So it's so, a real movie. It's a real movie. We're going to be shooting tomorrow. And then the the trailer should be ready, I believe, by December 13th. And we're going to try and get the trailer out to you know all the people and things like that and hopefully it'll 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 be able to preview at uh, like Sundance and Tribeca and stuff like that you know we'll see what happens but uh we'll definitely you know make sure that you're updated yeah definitely then, update uh, on that I'll fucking tell everyone where to find the trailer here's one of my favorite things what's your character's name do you know it I don't even know like oh, yeah, I was hoping you were going to say like Brock Munson or some shit Brock Munson <laughs> I'm not sure uh Rick Chambers the last the last time uh, when we shot, I was just an extra. So I have two parts in this movie. I'm the only person in the movie who has, has two parts. So I was an extra the last time when we just shot this one scene. I was playing a security guard. Tomorrow I'm going to have some uh, some speaking parts. And I don't know, maybe it's just Frank's way of doing things, but he kind of just he tells you what you're going to do when you just show up. He's like, do you want to do it? Okay, you're going to do this. He doesn't tell you your lines. He doesn't tell you other anything except for like what you're going to wear. He just says, show up. I'm going to put you in somewhere. And then, so I don't even know what my lawns are. I'm going to find out tomorrow. Which it's I pressure, get, man. I, I'm not even thinking about it, so I'm not nervous. But I guess I'm going to, when he tells me them, I'm going to fucking fumble it like an asshole. Nah, I just fucking write it down on a cue card and tape it on the other guy's head. Yeah, I should. I put it in my hand or something like that. <laughs> but that's kind of just like I found out the things that he does. He kind of just like, kind of just goes off, you know. You know, just off his sleeve, he's like this, that, and the other thing, and he's pretty good. I've seen him. I've seen him. He's yeah, every, good. everyone's got their own, uh, their own style. So we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, keep you posted on that. Check out Mark's website, and uh, um, if you have any uh, questions, concerns, comments, song requests, Mike Russo NY at gmail dot com, and um, also check out uh, tslcakery dot wordpress dot com. Check that out for all your baking needs. TSL Cakery on Twitter. And uh, until next time, Mark, thanks again. Always. Later.
trying to see the future in a teacup and a saucer. But I'd rather be drinking coffee with my cigarette poster than a runaway buck of the cloud nine fantasy built to the force. The brutal truth of daily marketplace wars through the room. I mean, I stood beneath the icicles that bleed under the awning and magically mastered the great absorbing of spirit falling. But I'm sick, sick. I cloud these fields a thousand times over. So botanical research studies the farmers with home water. Yeah. And when science proposes the art beside that peaceful yeah, sea, I'll be that cat with a ring on a pillow shouting, Finally! The apple seeds rain at the poignant slumber. A hundred thousand freaks on parade for the village hunter. My every win acted upon's gone loopy, but I play a game called Let's Prepare Barnacle City for the end on nuisance. I split the radius and go get a belly reconnaissance. Sleeping fossil genie bottle optimist breeze. Run for the fountain, but the fountains are desert optical teas. Tummy full of sand, running man impossible. Stop, there's a wing in my gut and I'm all dust. Surfing the urban, I did arrive, certainly flush. My heart is off the motherfucking meter. Yeah, the water ain't safe no more. I'm just trying to build myself to act as a truly better man. Damn. The water ain't safe no more. I'm just trying to be a solid oak tree for every child to call his name. Damn. The water ain't safe no more. I'm just trying to be the dream of every peasant the hurricane could offer. The water ain't safe no more. I'm just trying to be somebody I can talk to in the morning with a smile. The water ain't safe no more. No Been a 40 night chronologic hostage, trusted hook in the lip of the monarch. Weightless anime idol, planting a man race cycle, hope floater. Gloating inside carnal indifference till doom cops are slotting poacher quotas. I'm 20 something, pumping acrylic tomorrow sideways, blazing passage with a map tattooed on the back of a class list. Sit so of course I lost cause because I lost cause found don't mean you found the cause. That means you found a lost cause. Okay, now I've been here to role playing, slaying my here and now to benefit consumption for my peers, steering the plow, and it's incredible. Sentinels, but bad apples ain't sweet and green saddles ain't that memorable a ride. I'm Mozart with a focus on the side, hiding the inconsistencies of man behind water and wire. A tiger striped ego. Bivouac my progressions with a kindling's formulated through the flesh of the oppressors. God had a flask, I can prove it. You really think the 13 loops that new daughter spawned me a sober unit? Check potion. Address the ghost inside my TV with a ruler adhered to the backbone. Stone pusher. Yeah, 10,000 hackers deep in the movement. That's 20,000 crucial ruby heels kicking in unison. It's beautiful. I keep a stick inside my hand. I call my name inside every wall at a falling hologram. Water ain't safe no more. I'm just trying to build myself to act as a truly better man. Damn. Water ain't safe no more. I'm just trying to be a solid oak tree for every child to call his name across. Water ain't safe no more. I'm just trying to be the dream of every peasant the hurricane could oversee. Water ain't safe no more. Water ain't safe, no.